Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. For especially you roller coaster people, and how many of you are like, like you would say, I'm, I'm a roller coaster freak. Let me see your hand. Like you love it. Okay. How many used to? I used to be that person. Carla and I used to be that. Kind of, we're, kind of, we're kind of digressing now. We, we still like the idea, but uh, I don't, the older I get, the less I like to be tied down. <laughs> so that's my biggest thing. I love the drop still. I love the speed, but I, I can't ride on the ones that, put, that come to my chest. Because like once we get on there, I feel like I can't get off. And not because I'm afraid of the ride, just because I don't like something against my chest. So I choose the ones that come over your legs or whatever, and I don't care how fast it is, but that's, that's what I do. So I was looking, I was thinking about roller coasters, and uh, if you like them, how many have been to, to Six Flags here? And how many have been on the Titan? Look, we've got a bunch of us. So the, the, the roller coaster Titan, I want to put something in perspective for you, talk about roller coasters uh, and how big they are. That's uh, 85 miles an hour if you've been on that Titan. That's pretty fast, 85 miles an hour, and it is 255 feet tall. Okay, it's, it's number 10 in the world. But there's a roller coaster here in the United States in New Jersey called the Kinga Ka that goes 128 miles an hour. So if you think Titan's fast, add 40-something miles to that. And it is 456 feet tall, which is almost double Titan. So next time you go to that Mersa Park, just picture a roller coaster twice the size. So it reminded me of a story when we first moved back from Costa Rica. I want to tell on Destiny here for a second. I don't think she's in here right now. So we, were, we got on that Titan, and, and she's, she's always loved roller coasters. We've always, as a family, gone. We've got four of us, so we just, it always, we just, I want to ride with you, Daddy, this time. I want to ride with you, Mommy, this time. So we split it up and stuff. And so we've always liked it. So we came back from Costa Rica in 08 and went, went to Six Flags, and we went on that, on that Titan. It was just opening, I think. It hadn't been open very long. And so I'm with Destiny. Carla went with Kristen. And we start going up that thing, you know, it makes that noise as you go up, right? And that's, that's exciting or it can be scary. It just depends. Or sometimes it's both. You got that face that's in between, right? I looked over at Dad's and, I, and I, I'm always like to hype it up, like, you know, hey, and push him and talk to him, like, you know, get excited. And I looked over her to pump her up. She wasn't saying a word, but she had a teardrop that was humongous. And it just came out of her eye. And it just slowly went down her cheek. She never said a word, but she just knew, I'm stuck. I'm going on this ride, whether I want to go on this ride or not. And she didn't cry. She didn't whine. It was just a humongous teardrop. And she actually has extra big teardrops. And so we went on that ride. By the time we were halfway through it, she had forgotten about the tear, and she loved it and everything. But life is like that, right? Life is like a roller coaster. And the, the bottom line is a lot of us here this morning, today, might be on King Dakar right now. You might be on the curves, the drop. That matter of fact, that that roller coaster. Here's what's crazy about that that one in particular. It goes, it shoots out real fast. It gets up to that 128, and it goes straight up, and then it goes over this little hit loop, little hill like this, and then it goes. That 456 drop is straight down because it swirls. Can you imagine a 456 drop straight down? So that's that roller coaster, right? And some of you right now are on the drop. Maybe this morning you came in and you're on the drop. Maybe you're climbing up right now. Maybe you're coming to an end. Maybe, whatever it is, you're on a roller coaster right now. You, that's where your life's at right now. 
Or maybe you're on the carousel. Maybe you're just going up and down real slow, and you're just enjoying life, and everything's kind of calm, and everything's kind of cool. Well, if you're on the carousel right now, and you're enjoying that, there'll be a roller coaster ride coming up. And if you're on the roller coaster ride on King Ka, you're going to have a moment pretty soon where you're going to be on the carousel, because that's how life is. Sometimes we're on a carousel, sometimes we're on a roller coaster, and, and that's how life is. But now I want you to think about something. When you get on that roller coaster, you have zero control over what's going on. So I want to preach this morning about total surrender. Okay? Total surrender. And when we think about things that we're facing in our lives, could be addictions to anything. Could be fear. Could be anxiety. Those go hand in hand. Could be sickness. Could be doubt. Could be anger. Unforgiveness. Whatever you're going through. Everybody's going, like I always talk about the cloud above your head. You're going through something. You're facing something. You're dealing with something. And whatever that is this morning, I believe and know that you can be delivered of it. And you can have victory over it. And you can walk in complete victory. I just want to make that statement. No matter what you're going through, it is God's will for you to walk in complete victory. But for that to happen, we have to walk in total surrender. And the thing is we need to do to learn to do is to relate the things that we go through in life to the things that are spiritual. Isn't it interesting that we can get on a ride that we did not build, we don't know who made it, but we have faith enough to get on that roller coaster ride that goes 128 miles an hour and 450 feet in the air, and we trust that we're going to come back alive. And yes, people do die on roller coasters, but if you were to do the amount of roller coasters that people go on every year and the amount of people that die, it's slim to nothing. They're safe. And so we trust. We get on that thing and we ride it. And sometimes you even get to where you're such an expert that you lift your hands. I mean, I, when, in my, in, listen, in my prime, I'd get on that thing and I would never put my hands on the rail from the beginning to the end. And some, after we, after, sometimes after we ridden, I, I had, did have to ride it once. But in my prime, I'd close my eyes. I'd do all kinds of stuff to just add to the fun. And, and th- that's just that's, that's how p- some people look at life. But the bottom line is we're facing something. We're going through something. But we're totally surrendered on that roller coaster. Your life is in that roller coaster engineer's hands and the person who's running the roller coaster. And, and how can we can't do that sometimes with God? Why is it so hard for us sometimes to let go and surrender to God? He's better than that roller coaster inventor. Amen? But here's what we do a lot of times. I took my steering wheel off my truck. Not really. I'm just kidding. But it is about the same size. This is actually a reef with electric tape on it that Jimmy helped me with this morning. But this is my steering wheel, okay? How many know we have to have this to drive? Can you imagine? I want you to picture for a second that you're in that line and you're about to get on King Dakar. Or let's just put Titan because you've never been on King Dakar and some of you wouldn't anyways. And Titan, right? You're in that line and you get up to the front of it. You've never ridden on it and they tell you, here's the steering wheel. you got to control the roller coaster. Can you imagine that? You gotta turn, you gotta turn the curves, you gotta turn them at the right time. You gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta handle this, and if you don't, you're going off the roller coaster. How many know it'd be a different story? Be a different story than just getting on there and let somebody else steer. But that's what we do a lot of times. We 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 grab the steering wheel from God and we begin to try to roll to, to try to handle the, the, the roller coaster of life that we're on, and we try to take control from God, and we wonder sometimes why we crash. 
or why we struggle or why we go through things because we're not intended to steer the roller coaster. And you're going to have roller coaster rides. You're going to go through things in life. So I want to talk this morning about how I can challenge you to totally surrender to God. But I want to put up something, and we're going to if you want to get your Bibles open to Mark 8, we're not going to go there quite yet, but you get them open. I want to put up a, a, a visual. My wife posted this week, and, and it just hit me, and it's what caused me to want to preach this, and I felt the Lord impress this on me to preach this because this is so true. Watch what this says here. This is what we're good at. We repent enough to be forgiven. How many would agree with that? We repent. We, we make a mistake. We say, Lord, I'm sorry for that. We repent so we'll be forgiven. But the real question is, do we surrender enough to be changed? That's good, isn't it? I mean, we, all, we know we have to repent. We, the Bible says if you confess your sins, then he's faithful and just to forgive us. And we know we have to repent. We have to be sorry. And a lot of people do that. We're, we're good at repenting. We're good at saying, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. But we don't want to totally surrender. We don't want to go all in. We don't want to give it all up. We don't want to, we don't want to give the reins to God totally. And that's the question. If you want to walk in victory this morning, total victory. I said in that text yesterday, you can walk in total victory. You can, you can have that victory. You can be an overcomer. The Bible says it all throughout the scriptures. But God expects, you say, what do you have to do? You have to totally surrender. Just like you do on a roller coaster. You have to take your hands off and, and just go for the ride. Okay, how many know we, if, we just, if we could just picture that a little bit in our lives, that maybe when we're in that roller coaster and we're struggling, that instead of trying to put our hands on the steering wheel or just trying to, trying to control situations, we just have to say, look, I'm on this ride and, it, and it's going to be over when God wants it to be over. I can't control it any more than I can control the weather. If we would do that, God would do a great work in our lives. Now let's look in the scriptures at what Jesus says in Mark chapter 8. He says, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples, and I'm just going to read a couple verses, so I'm not going to read all the way through. He said, whoever desires to come after me, I mean, everybody wants to follow Jesus. Everybody wants eternal life. Everybody wants salvation. He says, let him deny himself what he's basically saying there is let him surrender to me let that person give in let that person lay things down let them deny themselves and their control and take up their cross and follow me okay you can't have the steering wheel and the cross at the same time you gotta you gotta take up your cross let jesus have the steering wheel He's got to be in control. Because you know what happens when you get in control? Bad things happen. Because you can't control the roller coaster. All you can do is trust God. So Jesus is saying that. If you want to follow me, deny yourself. Don't put your, your faith in, you, in me. In you, put it in me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will Save it. Amen? I want to give you the definition of surrender. Listen to this. It says, cease resistance. Okay? Cease, you can put the background back up. Cease resistance to an enemy or an opponent and submit to their authority. I can't answer this question for you. You can't answer this question for me. Do you submit to the, God, to the authority of God? That's the question God's asked. Do I, am I totally, one? we say it, but am I totally 100% submitted 
to the authority of God? That's the question we want to be able to answer. That's what surrender is. Ceasing resistance. Meaning we, we, we let go. We, we put our hands off of it. We take our hands off the situation. We cease resisting. How many know a lot of times we struggle because we're resisting God? Listen, has anybody else figured out in here you're never going to beat God? You can fight with him all day, you, all day and all night. You're going to lose. He's, he's a winner. He's, he's not going to lose. He can't lose. So why are we fighting with him? The one we need to fight with is the devil. And we need to resist him too. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. But the part of that that many people leave out is the submit to God part. Okay? So I want to give you an example this morning, a visual along with the steering wheel to help you. This is a stool that represents control of your life. Okay? This is control of my life. This is the decision maker right here, this bench, this stool. This is where decisions are made. Every one of us have our own. We make decisions every day. Every day we need to wake up and say, Lord, I give you control of my life and my decisions. But the problem is, is if I'm here, if I'm making the decisions, where's the Lord? There can only be one person making the decisions. I want to ask Jerry to come up here and help me with something this morning. Jerry is going to represent Jesus. Amen? And I'm going to represent myself. So I can't sit here and Jesus at the same time. Jesus wants to be Lord of my life. He wants, to, he wants me to submit to him. He wants to be in this position because he knows how to be in this position. He's gone through everything I've gone through. He's faced everything I've faced, temptation, everything, okay? So he needs to be here. So when I, when I want to be in victory, I get up and I say, Jesus, take, take control and take the, take the seat and be God. And I'm over here. Okay, I've totally surrendered. Not partly, because partly would be, hey, Jesus, can you move over a little bit? And let's, let's try to do this thing together. Let's try to share surrendering okay I'll, I'll surrender but not totally this isn't what God's looking for this isn't total surrender or sometimes we just push Jesus totally off and then that's when we get in a lot of trouble and you know what Jesus does that right there he doesn't move he just stands there because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman he doesn't force himself on us he just stands there and prays for us and 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 wants us to do the right thing but I can push him off but if I get up He'll sit back down again. And he'll even let me share it again with him and, and move him over a little bit. And he'll just do whatever. He'll just let me, let me do whatever I want. He's still, still God. But the problem is two people can't make decisions. Two people can't run your life. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. Now picture. Let me, leave me some room there. Come on. Leave me a little room, please, Jesus. Now picture we're driving the car. Yeah, can you scoot over a little bit more? Okay. How's this going to go? How's this going to work? Right? It's an accident waiting to happen. This, this isn't going to work. But this visual right here, church, this is our life a lot of times. We say, Jesus, you've got control. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you're my master. Jesus, and Jesus doesn't have any control. Not that he can't, but I'm holding on to it. I'm not totally surrendered. But if I totally surrender... He takes control. He makes the decisions. He's, he's perfect. He can't make mistakes. This is what I want. Okay, so keep that there for a second and look at that. Let's look at, 
Luke chapter 18. I want to show you one more story in the Bible. This is probably the best story, the best example that I can think of in the Bible for totally surrender. Because total surrender is a hard issue. It's a hard issue. If I haven't totally surrendered to the Lord, it's not, it's not God lacking something. It's me lacking something. It's a hard issue. And Jesus will do with us what he did with this rich young ruler in this story. Okay? So he says, a certain ruler asked him. Now, we're going to see a very important point right here. A certain ruler asked him and said, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Many of you know this story. Okay? There's a good question. He says, Jesus says, why do you call me good? Now, I'm going to leave this up there for a second because this is very important. No one is good but one, capital O, that is God. Now, some people would say, why would he say that? He's God. Because he was showing us exactly the place we're supposed to be. He was on the earth as God, but in the flesh. So he was showing us, even as God in the flesh, that he was submitted to the Father. So it wasn't that he wasn't good. That man was seeing the virtue of God in him. He knew that was Jesus. He knew he was the Lord and Savior. But Jesus was making a point. There can't be two masters. There can't be two people running your life. You can't say, some days, Jesus, you're in control, and some days I'm in control. Or you can, but you're not going to get anywhere. If you want complete victory over something, you have to be totally surrendered. Okay? And so I can't just, for a week, have God over there, and I'm way over here, and everything's good, and I'm on the carousel or the roller coaster, because that's what's interesting. I can be on the carousel or the roller coaster, and, and I can still be totally surrendered to God. That's where God wants us to be. He wants us to be where it doesn't matter if I'm on the carousel or the roller coaster or in between. I'm still totally submitted to the Lord. Okay? That's where he wants us. So he says, he says, no one is good but God. Now look at the next verse. So he says, he goes, remember he had asked, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? He says, okay, you know the commandments. And this is where a lot of us are good at. We know what's right. Don't we know what's right? We know what's right, and especially we've been talking about that lately. If you're a new believer or a new convert to the Lord, and you've been coming for a short amount of time, every time you learn something, now you, now you know. Now you can't say, well, I didn't know, because now you know. And we learn, and we then become more and more responsible. So he says to this man, you know the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. So he's giving them all these things, and religiously he does what we do. He goes, Lord... I've done that since I was a child. I, I got that. Right? That's what we do. We, we kind of put on a facade that we've got it together and that he's in control. But he says, okay, I've kept all these things from my youth. And then watch what Jesus says. Jesus knows what, we, what our heart is. Jesus knows if we're totally surrendered. Because watch this. Just because you come to church and sing and bring a Bible and take notes and do all these things doesn't mean you're totally surrendered to God. It doesn't. He wants you to be, but doesn't mean you're totally surrendered. Because this man was where we, we can be a lot of times. And so he says, okay. So when Jesus heard these things, he says he says he does all these things. He says he's good. Now let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's put him to the test. Let's see if he's totally surrendered to me. He says, you still lack one thing. Now that one thing that the, the rich young ruler had might not be what you have. What I have might not be what you have. What you have might not be what I have. What your spouse has might not be what the other. Everybody has different things that is our heart issue. 
And don't be here saying, I ain't got no heart yet. There, there's your heart issue right there. Because we all have things that we, we, we give a lot. We, we'll, we'll like, yep, I'll give you that, give you that, give you that. And so, oh, yeah, no problem. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Surrender, surrender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then some certain thing comes along and we go, oh, no, no, I can't totally surrender that. Hold on. Let me get on this with you. Uh, uh, 50%. And sometimes we just totally kick them off. Y'all seeing it? This doesn't work. So he says, you lack one thing. Go and sell everything you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. What he said is, I want you to totally sell out. I want you to totally surrender. And what did he do? Watch what the next verse says. When he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. His problem was money. But that's not everybody's problem. Everybody has something. And Jesus will, will deal with you on that. And he'll test you on that to see how surrendered you are. Maybe it's an addiction to something. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's perversion. Maybe it's violence. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's jealousy. I joked in the first uh, uh, service because I had Q up here. And you got quite a bit of hair too. I could be very jealous of the hair they have. I could get a spirit of jealousy right here doing this message. <laughs> Hugh has all that big old hair. Right? Jealousy, anger, whatever. You could have something. And, and the Lord will ask you, will you surrender that to me? And a lot of times we don't do it. So he says, and when Jesus saw that he became sorrowful, he said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And to those who heard it, they said, who can be saved then? Because how many know sometimes we're in a situation where we're like, this is impossible. You know what a lot of people say? This is just how I am. Have you ever heard that? This is just how I am. This is who, this is who I am. This is what I do. That's, that's the excuse we make a lot of times. This is who I am. And so he says, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. How many are thankful for that? The things that are impossible with man are possible with God. With God, all things are possible. Okay? And so he says, then Peter said, we've left all that we have to follow you. And I love what this says here. He says, assuredly, no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time, and in the age to come in eternal life. When Jesus asks us for control or for something, he has something better for us. Amen? Thank you. But this is the position that we need God to be in. We need him to be on this chair. And every single day we need to ask ourselves the question, who's in control? Have I totally surrendered? If you deal with some kind of addiction, some kind of thing that's held you back, some people believe that I'll never get free. I'll never be able to get victory over that. I'll, I'll never be able to, to have peace. I'll never be able to have joy. Whatever it is, it's a lie. Because you can have complete victory. I'm telling you, the Bible tells us that. But you have to totally surrender to God. Now the interesting thing about this man, this, this rich man, is that Jesus went to where his heart was. Does anybody know and realize in here this morning that Jesus did not need his money? 
nor was he even asking for his money because he wanted it. He was simply testing that man to see where his heart was and to see if he would totally surrender to him. And the sad thing is, is he didn't understand that. He didn't understand that God has more than what he asks us for. God's not a taker. He's a giver. So if he asks you to release something to him, you know that he's got something better for you in return. And that could be anything. So we have to give him total control. Amen? Romans chapter 6. I want to show you just one more verse. Romans chapter 6. Because this is what gave us the victory. How many believe this morning with me that you can have complete victory? You, you, can, you, can, you can leave that addiction behind and never touch it again. You can be delivered from fear and never have to fear again. You can be delivered from anger and never have to be angry again. We're not, not, I'm not saying on those things that you don't have a moment of fear or you don't get angry. I'm talking about that spirit that has you bound. Oppression and, and, and pain and suffering. I'm not saying that you're not going to be driving down the road and get angry while you're driving. But I'm saying that, that that's not going to grip you. You're not living in that. It doesn't have you anymore. You've surrendered to God and He is in the chair. He is taking over. He is totally in control this morning. Amen? So he says, here's why we can have the victory. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. He took care of all your sins. He took care of all of your addictions. He took care of all your fears. He took care of all your doubts. He took care of your unforgiveness. All of it. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now keep reading with me. Likewise, you should reckon yourselves to be indeed dead to sin. We've got to realize that that thing that tries to get us, fear, doubt, anger, perversion, addiction, whatever it is, is a spirit that we are free from. It, shouldn't, it doesn't have us. The only way it can have us is if we... Take Jesus off the chair and don't surrender. But if we'll surrender, we realize that he has already defeated that. He has already taken care of that. And we are now alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now watch this next verse. Therefore, here's what we have to do. The victory is there, but we have to walk it. The, the chair is there, but i got to stay off of it. It's his. And you know that when I was saying that with Jerry sitting in the chair is not weird. The Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Interceding for us. Praying for us. So that's, that's his place. And we need to let him have his place. And that's what this is telling us. But he says now your job is to not let sin reign in your mortal body. That's, his, that's our job. And he says that you should obey in its lust. He's saying you're going to have some temptations. That addiction might come back around and try to face you and say, hey, here I am again. But you're not going to let that reign in your mortal body. You're going to take control over it. Paul said, I beat my body into subjection. I, I command my body to listen to me. But the problem is, is we got to go back to Wednesday service. Some people don't hate their sin enough. They entertain it. They play with it. They mess around with it. They, they like it. They don't hate it enough to want to get rid of it. So he's saying you've got you've to you put that to death and, and not let it reign in your mortal body. Now watch the next verse. 
And do not present your members, that's your, that's your, your body, your temple, as instruments of unrighteousness. To sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. How many know that's a process? You're in that process. But you can get the process done faster when you don't take control back. The faster you surrender, the faster you give it to God, the faster you keep saying, Lord, I'm all yours, the faster you're going to get over that, and you don't have to stay there in that sin. And then verse 14 says, for sin, now I want you to say this with me, sin shall not have dominion over me. That's a statement we have to make. Because the devil's going to keep knocking. The devil's going to keep tempting. The devil's going to keep chasing. But you wake up every morning and you say, Jesus, you're in control of my life. I am totally surrendered to you. And sin is not going to have dominion over me. Amen? How many can believe that this morning? Sin is not going to have dominion over my life. I am going to resist the devil and I'm going to submit to him. Amen? And the last verse is that, James 4, 7, that we submit to God. So the word submit means to accept or yield to someone who is superior over us. An authority. Let me know that God is a good person to submit to. We submit to so many things. Why don't we submit to God? Yield. Yield control. Yield my will, yield my feelings, yield my thoughts. And listen, there's days we wake up and we are tempted to wake up and come sit down on that chair again. Feels good to sit. I've been standing, it feels good to sit. Right? This, is, this, is, this feels good. But when I'm here, I can't walk in victory. When I'm here, I'm losing. I've got to, I've got to let Jesus have his place. And every day, if you're really in tune with God and you really love God and your heart is right, he'll tell you, hey, you're in my seat. I really want to work in your situation, but you're in my seat. You've grabbed the reins back. And and maybe he'll say, man, you've been doing so good, you haven't come to the seat for two months. And maybe you're in that, maybe you're in that, maybe it's been years. You've been doing good. But maybe you've slid back over and you said, I don't know if I trust totally anymore. Jesus says, just let me be God, and you be you, and I'll take care of this. Submit to God, and then resist. See, it's a, it's a two-way street. We've got to submit to God and resist the devil. We've got to give God his place and know that he defeated everything on the cross, and then we have to make sure that sin doesn't reign in our body. He did his job. Now we have to do ours. We're saved by grace. It's not, the, it's not works that save us, but what we're doing is we're saying, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk this out And I'm not going to let that sin come back on me again. I'm going to walk in victory. You can. told someone this week that's been dealing with something for a long time. You can. You can get victory. You can be totally free. Maybe you say, man, I've been praying for for healing in my body for so long that I I forgot even how to pray anymore. I've been sick for so long. Well, it's not too late to believe today that Jesus can heal your body. Maybe you haven't totally surrendered that sickness to the Lord. 
man, I've, I've always been an angry person. I'll always be an angry person. I just get angry so easy. Why don't you surrender that to God today? In a moment, we're going to pray at the altar, and I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to be free. Because Jesus made us free. And all we got to do is surrender. Lord, I surrender this fear to you. Some people walk in fear. Everything scares them. Everything's the, everything bad everything bad's going to happen that can happen. We, we've planned things out, and we think, oh, what if this happens? What if that? And we just live in fear. Some people doubt everything. Everybody's got different things you're dealing with. But the question is, am I totally surrendered? Is if I've given the Lord his place. He can't move. We can't both be on the steering wheel. It's impossible. You can sit in a car like we did and you can have your hands on the steering wheel, but you can't go anywhere. So when you have the steering wheel, nothing's happening. But when you release it, let go, God can work. God can move. And John 15, 5 says this, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me will bear much fruit. But here's the key. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. How many times do we try to get victory or try to defeat an addiction or try to defeat the devil by ourselves? Jesus says, without me, you can't do anything. But with me, Bible says, in Christ's strength, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. How many believe that this morning? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for victory. We thank you that we are victorious this morning, that you went to that cross and defeated death, defeated the grave defeated our addictions, defeated our fears, defeated our doubts, defeated our sickness, defeated everything we could possibly be facing this morning. And it is under the blood and sin will not reign in my body because I am more than an overcomer. I am more than victorious. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. As your hearts are bowed to the Lord and your hearts are Render to the Lord this morning. Let Him work. Let faith build up in you to believe that He has already defeated that thing you're facing and that He can give you total, complete victory over it if you will totally surrender. He wants the keys to all the rooms in your house, not just some of them. He wants every door to be open to Him. He wants to be totally in control. He's a jealous God. He won't share His glory with anyone. But I want you to know this morning, as we're closing, I want you to know without a doubt, whatever you came in with this morning, you can be free. You can be healed. You can be delivered. All you have to do is surrender. 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 That's hands up in the air, taking your hands off the situation and saying, God, you're in control. How many would realize this morning we've messed up your life enough trying yourself? Why don't you give God a try? Why don't you let Him take over? See what He can do. He cannot fail. God cannot fail. He doesn't even know how. If you're failing this morning, it's not because, because of something God can't do. It's because you're not giving Him control. 
Maybe you're here this morning before we pray for those needs to be broken, chains to be broken, healings to take place. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. You might know of him. You might have heard of him. You might even believe in him, but he's not Lord. He's not your master. He's not in control of your life. That rich young ruler said, I know the commandments. I've done the commandments since I was a young boy. But he didn't know Jesus because when Jesus asked him for his heart, his heart was tied to riches. Because of those riches, he walked away sad. All he had to do was say, yes, Lord, I'll give that to you. You want it? Take it. That, that verse we read earlier went on to say, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose its soul? What matters this morning is your soul. Where would spend eternity? How many could say, Pastor, I don't know. I want to know this morning. I want to be forgiven. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender. Walk me through this. I'll walk you through it. How many could say, Pastor, pray for me this morning? That's me. Just lift your hand up. Amen. I see your hands. Walk through. Walk it through me. Show me how to, to, to walk that right walk. Show me how to confess Jesus as Lord. How many more say, I need Jesus this morning? I'm not asking you to, to be religious or, change, or be a member of a church. I'm asking you to put your faith in God. This is the gospel. This is the gospel Jesus was talking about. The, the good news that your sins can be forgiven. Because you will stand before God one day. And he'll ask you to give an account for your life. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible tells us that the only way to heaven is through Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through him. He's the door. He's the only door. I'm going to wait just a few more seconds. Are you sure? Is Jesus Lord? Is he your master? Is he everything to you? Do you believe that he died on that cross for your sins? If you don't know, or you haven't made that decision, just say, Pastor, pray for me. Here's my hand. I'll put it up and put it down. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I want to pray. This is a general prayer. I've mentioned a bunch of stuff since the beginning of the service. I want you to leave free. I want you to leave healed. I want you to leave without fear. I want you to leave without chains on your body. I want you to leave this morning without that doubt and that guilt and without that anxiety so does God so whatever it is it's a general it's anybody that comes is, is, is you're dealing with an addiction you're dealing with fear you're dealing with sickness you're de- whatever everybody has something that you haven't surrendered we're going to sing a song open the altar and what I want you to do is I want you to come forward with faith faith of a mustard seed and say God I'm going to believe that when I get down to that altar you're already working and I'm going to surrender I don't understand it all. I'm scared. I'm afraid. But I'm going to surrender. I'm just going to say, Lord, I'm I'm just going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my spirit to you. I'm going to say, Lord, I'm taking my hand off this thing. Take over. I can tell you that's the only way to walk in complete victory. Because the longer you have your hand on it, the longer time you're wasting. Nothing's happening. Put your hand on, time stops. Take your hand off, God moves. Put your hand on, it stops again. Once you keep your hands off, God can move. Total surrender. Not part, total. That's what says, deny yourself. Come after me. Put your trust totally in me. Picture the roller coaster again. Get on that roller coaster and ride it and believe it and trust it. Why can't we trust God? He's in control. 
that rich young ruler that I was talking about, guess what would have happened if he would have said in his heart, Jesus, okay, I'll, I'll meet you back here next week. I'm going to go sell all my possessions. I'll meet you right here, same place, same time in one week. As soon as he'd have turned to walk away, Jesus would have said, stop. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.